I'm honored to be with you to speak on this topic, and uh, I'm I'm hoping we can have some nice discussion. I may speak and speak for some time, and uh, I know it's usual to just go on speaking and speaking, and then at the end <laughs> ask for questions. Um, I'm inclined to say maybe we don't have to be so strict on that. Uh, if something comes up, oh, this is an interesting point, let's talk about it. Uh, in that way, we can have a, um, a less, little bit less formal uh, format. I, I, yes, translation. By your permission, Maharaj. Please. और जैसा कि इस ने बताया कि जो आज का विषय है वो रहेगा गुरु तथा शिष्य के संबंध के बारे में उन सिद्धांतों पर आधारित संबंध जैसा कि चैतन्य महाप्रभु ने बताए थे ये आज का विषय रहेगा जिसमें महाराज बोलेंगे और महाराज ये कह रहे हैं कि जैसे मैं ये कहने के लिए आतुर हूँ कि जो तो परंपरा ये है कि पूरा व्याख्यान जब खत्म हो जाए तो उसके बाद प्रश्न उत्तर लिए जाते हैं लेकिन मैं ये कह सकता हूँ कि हम इसको बहुत ज्यादा औपचारिक न रखते हुए अनौपचारिक रखेंगे और हो सकेगा तो प्रश्न बीच में भी लिए जा सकते हैं um, because this is, uh, <coughs> excuse me, because uh, this assembly is, uh, you are all disciples of His Holiness Jai Pataka Swami. I want to mention um, just uh, one, one of a few exchanges I've had with him uh, that you might appreciate. Um, but first, I may mention, I believe I first met him uh, in Shidamayapur Mayapur in 1978. Uh, this was the first time I came to India and first time I came to Shidamayapur. Mayapur. And from that time, I, I, I must say, I always associate uh, in my mind Jaipataka Swami Maharaj uh, with Mayapur. I, they're, they're inseparable for me. <laughs> So, um, occasionally I would uh, meet uh, Jaipataka Maharaj somewhere other than Mayapur and somewhere other than India. So one time I met him in, I believe it was in Serbia, in Europe. Uh, 
So as you all know, even much better than I, um, until <clears throat> more recently, um, Maharaj has, has been especially noted for his fast and intense travel all over the world. <laughs> so I I asked him one time, Maharaj, what is your secret? What is your secret? How do you keep up your energy for doing so much travel? And he said, it's very simple. I make a point to come back to Mayapur um, regularly. Actually, he said at that time, at least every month. And there I take bath in the Ganga. So he said these two things, <laughs> Mayapur and Ganga, they give him energy. Uh, so uh, I've always remembered that, and I think I get also some energy uh, just from remembering <laughs> Mayapur and Ganga. I'm not able to be there so often myself. Okay, so today's subject, uh, I want to speak um, just of a few um, episodes in, related with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu based on Chaitanya Charitamrita uh, with respect to his ways of teaching. Um, this may help help us to uh, think about the guru-disciple relationship, uh, since so much depends on our tradition. Looking back at previous acharyas' uh, tradition, how they have modeled uh, the guru-disciple relationship. Of course, there is uh, there is uh, no one like His Holiness Jaipataka Swami Maharaj for uh, speaking Gorakatha. <laughs> How he he can electrify 
his audience by speaking Gorkata. How can we, we, we always remember this? Um, as we'll see if there's time, but uh, at the end, I would also like to add uh, a couple of points on this subject of guru-disciple relationship uh, shared by my sannyas guru, who is His Holiness Sachinandana Swami Maharaj. Sachinandana, not Sachit Ananda, but Sachinandana. <laughs> so, Mahaprabhu, I want to begin in Chaitanya Charitamrita Antyalila, Chapter 7. where Mahaprabhu makes it very clear that teaching comes only after having received the blessings of one's own teachers. Uh, the, the context is that he is speaking with uh, Sripad Vallabhacharya. And Krishnadas Kaviraj says that uh, Mahaprabhu detected some pride in Vallabhacharya, so he felt uh, it would be helpful for him uh, to, to say some words for his benefit. So Mahaprabhu um, tells him how much he, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, appreciates his own teachers. He first speaks about uh, Sri Advaita Charya. He then speaks about Nityananda Prabhu. And then, quite surprisingly, he speaks of Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya as one of his teachers. And we may be surprised because um, we, we want to say, of course, Mahaprabhu was teaching Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya, not the other way around. Uh, 
But we know the story that Mahaprabhu sat quietly, silently, uh, listening to the Bhattacharya for seven days without speaking a word. And only after seven days of silence did he himself speak uh, the Vaishnava understanding of uh, Vaishnava Vedanta. Still, he's giving him credit that he is one of my teachers. And then he speaks of Ramananda Roy. And I will say, <coughs> excuse me, I will say more about that later. Uh, he speaks about several others. He speaks of Sharubdhamadar, um, um, Shilaharidas Thakur, Acharya Ratna, and several others. He lists as his teachers. Now, one thing that I personally find curious here is that he does not mention his uh, Diksha Guru Ishvarapuri. We, we don't want to speculate why that is, but uh, it's just n noteworthy that he does not mention his Diksha Guru. So all of these are he's taking as Shiksha Gurus. Now, if we would have more time, we might also consider Mahaprabhu's uh, teachers as as a as a child and as a very young man in Navadvip, uh, beginning, I believe, with Ganga Das. But there are two teachers uh, from his childhood we must not fail to mention, and that, his, that is his mother, Shachi Mata, and his father, Jagannath Mishra. And I think this is important for all of us as well as we consider uh, our own lives, how much, um, how much we are indebted to our parents uh, for giving us life, but also 
for giving us so much instruction. They are, according to Mana Samhita, our first gurus. Mahatvapurna. Most important. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> now there's an, another uh, general consideration with um, with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu about uh, followers, disciples. There is something of a debate. Uh, who were uh, formal disciples of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, according to uh, the followers of Gopal Bhatta Goswami, the present Goswamis in the Radharaman temple, uh, in Vrindavan, they say that uh, the only Diksha disciple, the one and only Diksha disciple of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Gopal Bhatta Goswami. So I am not an historian who can go into these details, but I think the general principle is there that uh, we can appreciate, and that is uh, the shiksha, uh, the shiksha-shishya relationship. So, the Goswamis of Vrindavan, uh, taking as an assumption uh, that Gopal Bhatta was the one Diksha disciple, then the others, uh, Srila Sanatana Goswami, Srila Rupa Goswami, uh, and the others were in a Shiksha uh, relationship. Uh, but it's it's the sorry it's the teachings um, especially to Srila Rupa Goswami and Srila Sanatana Goswami that are elaborated um, perhaps most extensively in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Now, of course, uh, there are so many 
types of teaching. Uh, one is the formal teaching uh, in which we are hearing philosophy, theology, and there is uh, informal teaching and especially learning from achara, from behavior. But what we see with respect to um, uh, Mahaprabhu's relation with Sanatana Goswami and Rupa Goswami, uh, there's a there's a huge emphasis on uh, mutual appreciation of humility. So, for example, one verse is, um, I believe it's Mahaprabhu speaking, says, Srila Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami are very much experienced in education, devotional service, intelligence, and strength. Hmm. Yet they think themselves inferior to straw in the street. Um, then it goes on. Indeed, the humility of these two brothers could even melt stone. And then Mahaprabhu says, because I was very pleased with their behavior, I told them, I told them, although you are both very much exalted, you consider yourselves inferior, and because of this, Krishna will very soon deliver you. So this is perhaps the most essential um, teaching and wisdom that we can take for ourselves. And of course, we see throughout uh, the Chaitanya Charitamrita, so many pastimes, Throughout Vaishnava literature, it's humility that is celebrated as a primary quality of the Vaishnava. Mm. 
ये एक जो गुण है विनम्रता का इसको सबसे ज्यादा महत्व दिया गया है और ये एक प्राइमरी बेसिक गुण है and what is not spoken directly but i think is suggested is that humility is a kind of power um we we may say we may want to call it um gentle power <laughs> So this becomes a, a, a central theme in thinking about guru-disciple relationship and the process of receiving knowledge. And basically we see that when Mahaprabhu recognizes such humility, then he gives blessing. With that blessing comes empowerment. And then, of course, with that um, blessing, uh, that empowerment comes the power to realize the instructions of the guru. Uh, it gives the empowerment to actually execute uh, the order of the guru. And in this way, it does not become uh, what we call a mutual admiration society. Um, such society may be very nice, but it's not giving us, um, it's not pleasing to Krishna. It's not actually serving the mission. Um, it's not serving the mission also. So, Mahaprabhu gave uh, to Srila Sanatan Goswami uh, some specific tasks. Uh, four of them are listed uh, by um, by uh, Krishnadas Kaviraj. First is Lupta Tirta Udharana to um, to rediscover hidden uh, sacred places. Uh, 
then second Shuddha Bhakti Sangstapana to establish uh, pure bhakti, pure devotion. Third, Krishna Vigraha Stapana to establish uh, deities of Krishna. And finally, Vaishnava Smriti Likana uh, to write Vaishnava Smriti rules for Vaishnava behavior. Hmm. Vaishnav Sadachar. So, of course, we know uh, Sanatana Goswami fulfilled all of these requests. And apparently, uh, these tasks were done uh, after a certain crisis came in Sanatana Goswami's life. Uh, it's it's perhaps difficult for to imagine for us to imagine, uh, but Kaviraj Goswami tells us that at one point, Sanatana Goswami was contemplating suicide. Uh, he was feeling himself to be so uh, so impure. Uh, physically, he was in a condition of uh, skin disease from traveling uh, through the forest. Uh, but it brought such distress to him, not for himself personally, but how how he might relate uh, to Mahaprabhu. So he was contemplating to give give up his life. And again, as we all know, Mahaprabhu knew of this contemplation and so he stopped it. He said, give up such ideas. Um, your body does not belong to you. It belongs to me and I have uh, services for you to perform with your body. So we see that Mahaprabhu was not only saving Sanatana Goswami's life, but giving him, giving him life in the form of uh, service, practical service. Now, 
there may be another lesson for us here, and that has to do with what is it that Guru knows or does not know about me? So this is a kind of paradox because on the one side we should understand Guru knows everything about me. But if we are thinking Guru knows everything about me and therefore I don't need to tell him anything about what I'm thinking or doing, that will be a mistake. <laughs> so, this is a kind of paradox. <laughs> How do you say paradox? Hindi me. Huh? Virudhabhas. Okay. <laughs> yes. Virod. Yes. Virodhabhas. Thank you, Mataji. So, Kaviraj Goswami dedicates a full five chapters in Chaitanya Charitamrita to the teachings uh, to Sanatanga Goswami. As we know, um, Mahaprabhu spent two months uh, in Varanasi uh, every day instructing Sanatana Goswami. Now, it does not take us two months uh, to read these five chapters. And that means that what we are getting in Chaitanya Chaitamrita is just a summary. Uh, same with the uh, description of instructions to Srila Rupa Goswami, which is covered in just one chapter. Because Mahaprabhu was speaking, teaching Srila Rupa Goswami f uh, for 10 days. And the same point is there for uh, the teachings, the uh, Ramananda Samvada, the discussion with Ramananda Roy. And that discussion went for, I think it just says, a few days. We don't know how many days, but let's say at least three or four days. 
Um, but what we read in Chaitanya Charitamrita of that discussion, uh, we can read, you know, within, if we just read the verses, maybe within one hour or so. Uh, the point just being that um, we're getting a summary, and so uh, the instructions as they were given uh, were so much more extensive. Now, I want, I said I would come back to Srila Ramananda Rai, so a couple of points in relation to him. Um, as we all know, uh, what happens is that Mahaprabhu urges Ramananda Roy to speak. So it's not that Mahaprabhu is speaking to Ramananda Roy, it's Ramananda Roy speaking to Mahaprabhu. But uh, very frequently, Mahaprabhu says, that's okay, but keep speaking, there's more, you can go higher. And so, uh, the analogy is given <clears throat> that Mahaprabhu is like the ocean and Ramananda Rai was like a cloud. So, he, the evaporation of water from the ocean, he was collecting that and then he was, um, it was again raining down. So again, uh, I think we have to understand Ramananda Rai was not a disciple, uh, technically speaking, um, but he was he was in a he was a follower of Mahaprabhu. Uh, still, we can learn from this that we can all aspire to be like a cloud uh, collecting uh, from the ocean of our Guru or Guru Varga. In this way, our, our business is being receptive. And 
a receptivity which, uh, which sees the source. Uh, we want to see the source of what we are getting, this, this nourishment, uh, as unlimited. And then, naturally, in course of time, as we are drawing up this nourishment of water, then naturally we become uh, enabled uh, to let go the water and thus to nourish, to benefit others. And this points, I think, very nicely to an important point, uh, which I just learned. Uh, Madhavananda Prabhu, disciple of Gaur Govinda, uh, the late Gaur Govinda Swami Maharaj, uh, Gaur Govinda Maharaj made a point here. And that is that hearing from the Guru is a service to the Guru. It's not that we're listening to Guru for getting some entertainment for ourselves. It may be that everything that the Guru is telling us on, in a lecture or also personally on a given day, maybe we have already heard it all from him before. Still, we hear again and again and again. And that hearing is service to the Guru. Because as the Guru sees our eagerness to listen, he becomes uh, inspired and uh, the realization becomes deeper. Yes, the guru becomes inspired, and and then we become inspired, and uh, the realization becomes deeper. In this way, it becomes a very sweet. Um, process of reciprocation. Um, <clears throat> the way that Mahaprabhu related with Ramananda Roy is repeated in some respects uh, with 
Namacharya Srila Haridas Thakur. And again, as we mentioned before, Mahaprabhu gives Haridas Thakur credit that I have learned from him uh, about the glories of the Holy Name. And of course, of all the teachings of Mahaprabhu, what is there more central uh, than to chant the holy name? And um, considering the background of Haridas Thakur, the fact that Mahaprabhu gives him such credit um, from a social perspective at the time is very significant. So I want to suggest uh, four different types there's actually more than this, but for now, four different types of persons uh, with whom Mahaprabhu related in terms of teaching. So four, we can say, categories. Uh, the first I'm calling sadhus. And the second category I'm calling friends. Uh, the third category, assistants. And the fourth category, worldly persons. In the first category, sadhus, we begin with Madhavendra Puri, who is, of course, uh, the, uh, grand, uh, the, the grandfather Acharya of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Paramaguru. Paramaguru. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Mahaprabhu, of course, praises Madhavendra Puri, and this we find uh, an extensive praise in Chapter 4 of Madhya Lila, Chaitanya Charitamrita. Ah, yes. <clears throat> and we can say what he is in particular, what uh, Mahaprabhu is praising is the devotional asceticism uh, of Madhavendra Puri. 
devotional asceticism, austerity. Um, it is, uh, he is a tapasvi, but he is a devotional tapasvi. <laughs> and, of, and of course, Madhavendra Puri is recognized as the seed of the tree of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of uh, the devotional tree of Mahaprabhu. Uh, and that is uh, again very much emphasized by Kaviraj because he dedicates an entire chapter uh, to this story. So one general thing we can take from this is how Guru is always pointing uh, to the example of other other Vaishnavas uh, for us to learn from them. Uh, the Guru is not saying, only from me and my example uh, are you to learn. No, because he is learning from his Guru. He is, we are all learning from all the devotees. Another example of uh, the category of sadhus is Raghunath Das Goswami. And here I think what we have to learn is how, how nicely Mahaprabhu cultivated Raghunath Das in a progressive process of uh, extreme, ultimately extreme renunciation. Uh, so it's a similar point. Mahaprabhu recognized his humility and through that he gave him the power uh, over time to eventually give up his family, which was so difficult, and uh, then simplifying his lifestyle to an extreme extent. Now, there's one case 
in Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, which is a very difficult case for us to understand, and that is uh, the story of Junior Haridas. And I won't go into any detail about this, but I think there's a very nice point about it that was explained to be explained to me by my godbrother Vyasaki Prabhu. <clears throat> And that is that Mahaprabhu was concerned uh, about the behavior of some senior devotees in Jagannath Puri, some uh, sannyasis. They were senior in a mundane sense uh, to Mahaprabhu. Uh, apparently he was concerned that they were <clears throat> they were being less strict in their relations uh, in their interactions with women. But how could he speak to them? Because they were older, they were senior. Uh, he could not really say anything to them. And so <clears throat> he selected uh, Junior Haridas on the principle of teaching the daughter-in-law through the daughter. So again, I won't go into details because it's a it's a difficult uh, pastime, um, and uh, um, Krishna's Kaviraj says repeatedly that the pastimes of the Lord are infathom, infathomable. So, and in this case, uh, what we may learn is simply that it can happen that sometime uh, our guru may, uh, may teach us something in what we feel is an unjustly harsh way. He may be teaching us in order to teach others. 
उचित नहीं लग सकता है अनुचित व्यवहार लग सकता है लेकिन वास्तव में ऐसा भी होता है कि गुरु हमारे द्वारा दूसरों को शिक्षा देने के लिए हमारा उपयोग कर रहे होते वेल आवर टाइम इज पैसिंग आई could uh continue with this but i do want to say a, a little about um some teachings from his holiness sachinandan swami before i stop to hamara samay nikla ja raha hai aur main is baat ko jaari rakhna chahta tha lekin samay samaapt hone ke karan main pehle param pujya sachinandan swami maharaj ki kuch shikshaan aapse He tells a story uh which I'm not sure of the origin whether it's uh Shri Lakshmi Siddhanta Thakur uh, but uh there was uh, a flock of geese who were staying at one one pond in Bengal which was the pond was drying up It was the It was the dry season and um the situation was becoming very difficult for these geese. To wo garmi ka samay tha aur sukhe ka samay tha aur sthiti in batkon ke liye bahut kathin hoti ja rahi thi. It happened that some swans were flying over and they saw uh the condition of these geese and they came down and spoke to them to aisa hua ki wahan se aakash se udte hue kuch hans ja rahe the aur unhone in batkon ko niche dekha aur unki sthiti ko samajhte hue ve niche utar kar aaye and they said you're in such a terrible condition we will help you you just climb on our backs and you can come with it with us we are flying north across the himalaya uh over to manas sarovara to unhone kaha ki aapki paristhiti to bahut shochniya hai to kyun na aap hamari peech par chadh jaye aur hum aapko le chalenge manas sarovar ki taraf hum uttar ki taraf ja rahe hain himalaya ke us paar to aap bhi hamare sath aa sakte hain so the geese were very <clears throat> excited and happy and they agreed yes let's go so they all climbed each one on the back of another of these swans and the geese were flying north not the geese the swans the swans were flying north with the geese on their backs and they came to uh the northern part uh entering into what is now nepal to ye jo hans the wo batko ko lekar ud rahe the uttar ki taraf ja rahe the aur phir wo us jagah mein aaye jo aaj nepal ke ilaka hai and the geese looked forward they saw ahead of them these 
huge mountains, the Himalaya mountains. And they started to become anxious. They said, um, are we, are you going to fly over those mountains? <laughs> and the swan said, yes, yes, we do this every year. Just hold on tight and um, enjoy the ride. <laughs> But the geese just became too frightened and they said, actually, I think there's no need. We don't want to give you so much trouble. Um, we want to go back to our dried up pond. If you could be so kind, take us back there. Are you sure? Yes, we're sure. We we don't want to cross those mountains. <laughs> okay, so they took them back to their dirty, dried up pond and left them there and went went back on their own. So, uh, perhaps you get the parallels. Um, we are like the geese, and the guru is like the swan. And uh, the, our guru, the swan, wants to uh, give us a ride. He wants to take us up uh, to a higher realm, to the highest realm. And initially we may have some inspiration uh, and we may join him for some time. But then after some time, and especially when we see how high we are going, we may have second thoughts. And so we don't want to be like the geese who have second thoughts and end up just coming back where we started. Uh, Guru is taking us on a great journey and we need to go all the way. Uh, 
And of course, this means we need to uh, keep all determination uh, throughout the journey. And that is the main requirement from us. Uh, like the geese, uh, they need to hold on tight. We simply need to hold on tight uh, to the Guru and keep going with him. So I think I, w I will stop there. There's so much more. <laughs> it's a all of this is a massive topic, but I think I should stop there and see if there's any uh, discussion. Thank you so much, Maharaj. Uh, we wish this nectar should just go on continuing. But yes, we need to take care of the time also. Yes. So I would like to ask if anyone uh, has any questions. Mother Satyabama Sadvi wants to say something. Oh yes, I didn't see her. <laughs> okay, yes, please, please, Mother. If if there's a question from anybody, Prabhu, you can take it. Otherwise, I have one. No, you can start the first. So, Maharaj, as you said that uh, listening from Guru is service to Guru. So. Uh, how does it make a difference if we are listening live or we are just listening to the, uh, you know, uh, recorded lectures and old lectures? Is it all same or listening live is more important? <laughs> you want to translate your question? Oh, yes, okay. So, my question is that Maharaj said that you have to listen to your Guru because he is a good person. <laughs> Every kind of hearing from Guru is certainly beneficial, uh, but as much as possible, if we can hear directly, that is certainly the most potent. I always cherish uh, the few times that I could sit uh, directly in front of Srila Prabhupada as he spoke, as he lectured and spoke. 
समय ऐसे आए थे कुछ क्षण ऐसे आए थे जब मैंने प्रत्यक्ष रूप से श्री प्रभुपाद का संग किया था और उन्हें सुना था uh there was just nothing to compare to the sense of energy and that i experienced coming from him as he spoke to jo urja us samay mujhe wahan par prapt ho rahi thi uski tulna anya kisi cheez se ki hi nahi ja sakti but of course most of us most of the time don't have that opportunity so what to do we take advantage of recordings and uh, we we are grateful that this technology exists so that we can have this opportunity to hear in this way aur hum bade aabhari hai ki ye technique ka jo samay hai technique ki wajah se technology ke karan hum apne guru maharaj ko recording bhi hum log sun sakte hain and as we're listening we may meditate that we are personally present uh, with guru and of course that means we have to think about our all of our tendency it's also mine uh to do so called multitasking you know we're listening and we're doing other things aur saath mein ek hamari jo pravritti hai maharaj keh rahe hain ki meri to hai jisme hum shravan bhi karte jaate hain aur dusre kaam bhi karte jaate hain because again hearing from guru is a service ye is pravritti ka hame tyag karna chahiye kyunki hum us samay guru ki seva kar rahe hain guru se shravan karna matlab unki seva karna so if we're if we're doing the service but in a very distracted way that is not good agar hum hamara dhyan nahi hai seva mein to wo achhi baat nahi hai <laughs> thank you so much uh mata ji for the question and thank you maharaj for answering it uh, so we have next question from her grace anand vishakha mata ji so yes mata ji you can go on with your with your question hari krishna um, uh, my humble obeisance to you maharaj you are explaining so nicely all the point but uh, i want to hear more points on uh, the the four types of guru disciples uh, you have explained sadhu point and friend assistance and worldly persons i want to hear more some more on this three points <laughs> okay mata ji keh rahi hai ki maharaj ji jaise char varg bataye the sadhu mitra sahyogi tatha sankalp manushya Well, um just briefly, but the first point is these are just divisions which or distinctions which I have noticed in Chaitanya Charitamrita. There's no official, you know, division like that or categories like this. Oh. जो वर्ग हैं ये चैतन्य संस्था में इस प्रकार से दिए नहीं गए हैं 
ये सोची ये वर्गीकरण ये मैंने ये निजी रूप से महाराज ने किया so sadhus we mentioned then friends um well the first who comes to my mind is ramananda rai uh, also swarup damodar uh, these are both very close friends to mitro ki jahan baat aati hai mere mastishna ke do naam aate hain wo hai ramananda rai aur swarup damodar ke ye kafi nikati nikat ke mitra the mahaprabhu ke um and and yet the teachings that we receive uh through krishna das kaviraj are how to say <clears throat> are comprehensive of these different types of relations that mahaprabhu has um so we may say mahaprabhu or we can say uh the guru in a more general sense So we see with Ramananda Rai and uh, Swarup Damodar, in particular, um, just how Mahaprabhu was relishing their association, relishing their company, um, and relishing Krishna Katha with them. and and that relationship that we hear about gives us also a model for what we can hope to experience and it also points to uh the possibility of developing such a relationship with guru in which guru always is in the superior position as guru and still there is friendship there is a sense of uh friend friend friendliness and friendship and uh, then the third category i call assistants we might call them servants jo jo teesra varg hai unko hum sahyogi ya sevak ki ke varg mein rakh sakte hain and here one example is balabhadra bhattacharya who um uh, accompanied mahaprabhu to vrindavan and there's so many pastimes on the way to vrindavan pastimes in vrindavan uh, very special kinds of exchanges aur bahut sari leelaye hain vrindavan ki yatra ke samay vrindavan mein balabhadra bhattacharya ke sath unke jo aadan pratan the kai prakar ke udaharan diye ja sakte hain 
One that I like to remember is when in Vrindavan, Balabhadravatacharya asked for permission from Mahaprabhu to go uh, to see Krishna in <clears throat> Kaliyarada in the lake on the Yamuna River because all the locals were saying, oh, Krishna is appearing at night. So, of course, he's, he's right with Krishna himself, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but he's saying, oh, I want to go see Krishna. So what did Mahaprabhu do? He slapped him. <laughs> You fool, you nonsense. You don't understand anything. Are murk. Murk to. Okay, so anyway. Um, and then the final category worldly persons. King Prataparudra. Um, he was a king. And at the same time, he was uh, completely devoted to Mahaprabhu. And because Mahaprabhu recognized uh, the, um, the, the completeness of Prataparudra Maharaja's devotion, he recognized that and therefore he saw that he is qualified by his humility uh, to be one of his associates. So all of these categories could be elaborated, but time is the way it is. <laughs> Maharaj, if you permit, we can take a last question. Our Grace Chitra Seviri, Varaja Seviri Mataji has asked, Maharaj, could you please say something about your experience with Srila Prabhupada? Uh, yeah, that's the question. Um, <laughs> I have, uh, just a few days ago, I've given a, a video um, <clears throat> interview uh, about my very mm, minimal interactions with Srila Prabhupada. Uh, 
Uh, and that will be available um, from, it'll be available soon, I think, in the series of videos, uh, what's it called, Memories of Srila Prabhupada, Prabhupada Memories. Basically, uh, I met Srila Prabhupada each time that he came to Europe uh, from 1972 uh, through 1977, except for one year. And I'll just mention the very first time uh, was in Paris. I had just joined uh, and began staying with the devotees two weeks before that in Germany. And when when the news came that Srila Prabhupada was coming, uh, we were all traveling to Paris, and on the way, uh, Hansadura Prabhu, the GBC, asked me, although I had only met him one day before, he asked me, would I like to be initiated? So I hardly even, I, I hadn't met Prabhupada yet, and I hardly knew what is initiation, but still I just said yes. <laughs> So I feel I've been blessed ever since then. <clears throat> but I have to say I feel that I'm still in the process of joining the Hare Krishna movement. Hare Krishna. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Uh, so I would request His Grace Mitra Govindo to uh, to Thanksgiving for my First, if I can express my thanks to all of you, and in particular to Satyabhama Sadvi Mataji for such expert translation. Hare Krishna. Uh, Maharaj, uh, we thank you for 
giving a very nice uh, class on our Purushishya principle, which we have to learn so much as to how we have to have a relationship with our Guru Maharaj and all our senior uh, uh, God brothers, God sisters. And the way you explain about uh, Madhavananda Prabhu, a disciple of Gaur Govind Maharaj, as to how he is to listen to Maharaj and how he has accepted those nectars from uh, his Guru. And so much that we have to learn that how the importance of learning or hearing from uh, Maharaj is so, uh, Guru Maharaj is so important. And you have also elaborated very nicely about these four categories, of course, briefly, but they are really very nicely for us to follow in our uh, devotional life, like how sadhu, friends, assistant, and rastal, or uh, how we, have, we can assimilate so much of knowledge from all these categories. And thank you very much, uh, Maharaj, for giving us your uh, Nectarian Association Though you have been very uh, busy, but you could find time for us. Thank you very much, and we expect more of your association in future. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, and thank all of you, and thanks to you, Nataraj Goranga Prabhu. <laughs> Maharaj, I feel the last year's lockdown shouldn't have <laughs> so, uh, stopped because. I would like to inform you all that uh, Maharaj uh, had visited Mumbai and then lockdown was there. So uh, he selected this place, Talasari, Iskon Talasari, and he gave us his association for almost five to six months. So we had a lot of experiences with Maharaj, like uh, we, we we made uh, Litti Chokhas, Maharaj did Gobar Bath, and much more. <laughs> so that's really amazing. <laughs> all devotees at Talasri cherish those moments <laughs> and we wish that you come back so we all of us get your association once. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Maharaj. Thank you, uh, Satyabhama Mataji, for translating. As we can already see, many uh, have thanked you in the comment box also. So, yes, moving forward. So let let us stand one round of Hare Krishna Mahamantra for the better health of Guru Maharaj.